time of the second shutdown, which is based upon these riots, that uh, good friends on the left, our good friends on the left, uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and all sorts of fringe other leftist groups have formed together in an opportunistic moment to destroy civilization. Okay. Can, can you really call the media and the Democrat Party fringe? <laughs> no, that's true. That is true. Well, anyway, so, so this is the interesting thing is that, look, they, they spent – every time there's a serial killer no, – no, sorry, like a mass shooting. That's what I should say. Every time there's a mass shooting, what do the press try to do all the time? Blame the time? guns. Blame the guns. Well, yes, it's true, but they want to go into the mind of the shooter. So what do they want to do? What they hope Understand to find- him. Understand him. Find uh, out what made him kick. Uh, Yes, that's true. What you're saying is true, but I'm going somewhere else. They hope to find that this guy is a right-wing Trump supporter. Okay? Oh, yeah. They would love that. That is the holy grail for them. That gives them the wet dream that they're looking for. Find the MAGA hat. Find the MAGA hat. And if they do, well, then there you go. You know, that's that's what, you know, a Trump supporter does. He goes and kills everyone. Especially at schools. Especially at schools. (laughs) It's terrible. It's just awful. I mean, obviously, not to make light of mass shootings. On the contrary, it's a, they're horrific. And and 99 out of 100 times, it's some you know pissed off lefty, not necessarily a liberal, but a lefty who uh, just hates the world and just wants to showcase his hatred toward the world. And this is the way he manifests it in his own bizarre, you know, effed up way. Okay, so we've seen that before. Now. I, I did a Facebook posting recently, and I said, <clears throat> what are the chances that any of these looters, and there's like a picture that goes along with it, what are the chances that any of these looters and rioters have voted Republican or, or identify as Republican or pro-Trump or pro-Bush for that matter? Name me, I, I, I guarantee you, you will not find one, okay? Is that why the media is telling us that's the right-wing um, I'm trying to get their uh, wording right of their their um, narrative. Is that why the media is trying to tell us that white supremacists who somehow have infiltrated the Antifa ranks are making the Antifa look bad by committing the acts of violence and arson that the Antifa says they'll commit but has the restraint not to? Ah, but you... You get ahead of me, my friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're exactly right. They, they, so, so they found some, some guys in. Uh, Just so in, you know, what I said to me, to me, sounds so ridiculously stupid. I know. It's, I know. It's okay, mind so, blowing. So here's the thing. They, um, what I was going to say. So, so apparently there were three, uh, according to them, right wingers, not necessarily pro Trumpers or anything else. Like they're just right wingers, whatever that means that supposedly posed as Antifa guys and are trying to make Antifa look bad. Like, like Antifa is normally looked at as a very pleasant organization. They're, they're, they just play Mahjong every other week, don't you know? Well, you know, like Hamas, they're just involved in education and yes, health care. <laughs> yes, a good point. And health care. <laughs> get it together with lawn. It's all about lawn bowling people. for them. Anyway. <laughs> So they, they had this thing. So I, I dealt with a couple of uh, liberal uh, friends of mine. And, you know, I do get in the soup with them on Facebook and otherwise. And so this, this one guy says, you know, this is going to be all over the news. 
that, that you know, it's apparently it's a right wing conspiracy. This whole thing. Yes, I see. In other words, you guys are so idiot, so idiotic that you can easily be tempted by, by right wingers, right? That, that that we will get you to riot for us. Thanks. Like like we wanted this. Hey, I, I got it. What's two plus two? Six. No. <laughs> no. No. So so in their mind's eye, let let's play this out. So these right wingers who love America who like limited government, who love God, you know, and guns and all that stuff. We cling to that, of course. But nevertheless, <clears throat> we think America's the best, and we think Israel's awesome. We purposefully set up and agitated. as much. We inflamed this right, you see, because it was for our own benefit somehow. And according to their accusation, not only did we inflame it, we committed personally the most egregious acts within it ah why not taking ignoring the fact that what would happen if we tried to penetrate blm and antifa's midst during the moment of passion and were caught yes would, right, so we, let, would let, we really take such risk let me uh, let me go through this because this is from the associated press uh and one of my friends said exactly that this is from the associated press and you'll soon see this story everywhere uh, and he's saying this is this is really being um, stirred up by non-affiliated opportunists. Oh, I see. Okay, these are just random people that have nothing to do with Antifa, nothing to do with Black Lives Matter or any of these leftist fringe groups. No, no, no. It's just random people that have nothing to do with any political affiliation whatsoever. I got it. Uh, so the rest is coming from bad actors on both sides. Okay. Oh, on both sides. Yes, it's always, it's always the both, both sides, sides thing. Yeah, when something outrageous happens that is clearly they're they're doing, it's you know it's oh, that's a, extremist on both sides. Right. right? Like if if, Nicholas, if Doran Roof or whatever his name is, I'm just making up his name, shoots up the black church. Suddenly, it's Donald Trump's fault personally. Right. It's atrocity. It's a war crime. It's a hate act, and it must be punished to the ends of the earth. When something happens on their side. Well, we must reserve judgment because there's always blame on both sides. And then the language gets incredibly unpersonal and clinical, and it's just some random opportunists. Right. So, right. Anyway, so anyway, these prosecutors apparently have held, not arrested, arrested held three in uh, Las Vegas on terror charges in a right-wing conspiracy to spark violence during these protests. Okay. So my response was, ah, yes, the Associated Press, truly a neutral, nonpartisan organization on the, of the media. They were all over showing how Antifa was bigoted to these rights as well as Black Lives Matters and all the, oh, oh wait, not so much. They weren't there. And then I, then I wrote, and three of them, wow, that's like a whole movement. <laughs> Those conservatives sure are going to be the death of this country, right? So then the response to that is, uh, I didn't say that, that, that it's, it's not as if it's a movement and uh, and they they say that it's that the, the conservatives are doing this, okay. But we don't believe that there is a single conservative behind this. And of course, why would there be? It's it's completely antithetical for it. Except as you said, that we're we're trying to make Antifa look bad, as if as if they don't do a good job of it themselves, right? That all these pictures of them looting and everything else in the past that was that that was otherwise, you know. What, what do they call it? Uh, the daughters of the revolution, I, I suppose. You know, they, they're they're knitting nor in the, in their regular time. I, I just I don't understand it. So, uh, 
he says, they say that, that uh, extremists are both, both sides involved. What can be even more even-handed than that? Uh, he talks about uh, how great the article is, and it's coming out of the prosecutor's office. Look, the fact that a prosecutor is pushing something doesn't mean anything. It, you think a prosecutor doesn't have a political agenda? Hey, have you heard about the Russian collusion thing? Huh? Huh? I mean, really, uh, honestly, the, the, the faith that these people have in government is, is, is so naive. It's, so, it's not naive. No, it's naive doesn't really begin to describe it. It's dangerous. You, you have a duty to be cynical, a duty. You can't just say, oh, well, our, our betters up on top from the government have told us to do something. Therefore, we must believe it. And the fact that a prosecutor, yes, you heard it right, a prosecutor found three men to be possibly liable and, and having, have engaged in a criminal act of conspiracy to stir up these riots. Yeah. I'm curious, did what that prosecutor engage in uh, the bail reform policies with these three? Yeah, exactly right. Were they cut loose on the street with no charges? Were they given a no-cash bail and say, just show up in court when we tell you? I mean... All right, so, so yeah, exactly. So he also further goes on to say that, hey, I'm sure when these other activists, left-wing groups are caught, they will be announced and prosecuted as well, right? Oh, boy. I, I mean, <laughs> dude, whatever you think, it ain't, that ain't happening. That's like the same thing with the Ukrainian situation, right, where, where Biden had clearly bribed and extorted and pushed and threatened the Ukrainian government because they, the, that government was looking into his son's shenanigans uh, with, a, I forget the name of the company. Bolsim Burisma. Burisma, yeah. Burisma. The Burisma uh, company. And so he wanted uh, that prosecutor fired, and he pushed it, and he said, You're, you ain't getting that billion dollars unless you fire that, uh, that, that schmuck. So sure enough, they did. Uh, but then, then the fact that Trump wants to bring that up, that's the crime. That's the impeachable offense, yeah, you understand. How dare he bring it up? How dare he <laughs> how be dare in you expose us to, to, to expose a political rival's perhaps criminality? All Meanwhile, right. when Trump was looked into, there was no criminality. That's what made the warrants and FISA abuse and wiretapping so bad. Right. In this case, uh, there's smoke and perhaps fire. Right. So it's justified to look into a guy who's <laughs> probably so right. just running for office so he could say, but I'm a political opponent. You can't investigate me. <laughs> anyway, so then he goes on to say that other than Trump, I have not heard any evidence that, uh, that somehow uh, Antifa, um, a, a group that he deplores, uh, supposedly, is somehow uh, behind all this. Oh, you know, no evidence whatsoever. <laughs> and then he says he's never heard of AP Associated Press being on any political side. Mm. Okay. Uh, except for maybe Jesse Smollett's. Um, uh, I'll, the, I'll, I'll uh, get there. Don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry. Coming to kids. Uh. So here's what I say to this guy. No way. No effing way. This argument is like all those who try to create moral equivalence between the Israelis and the terrorists who fight the Israelis. Is Israel perfect? No. But equating Israel with her terrorist enemies gives a very false picture. When you make this argument, you know, like both sides have blame here, that, that is such a cop-out, and it's never true. So I say, no, this is, this is your team, my brother, my dude, right? And you should be embarrassed about it. I call the Democratic Party 
the party of chaos. And we had a show on this, you and I, many years ago about this. I had it on my radio show, Sunday show. Yeah, we had a, a few. They're the, the, the new Palestinians are the party of chaos. They're the party of evil. They're the party of irony. They're the party of... Exactly, right. <laughs> so, you know, if, for those of you delving into the archives of this show, if you want to parse it out and go, but Barack, you said irony, not chaos... It's all pretty much the same crap, okay? Right. Exactly right. <laughs> Those are just sort of micro columns of one area of the irony, the chaos, chaos, and evil. It is the party of chaos. And you're, th- this party, the left, seeks to dismantle every single great th- thing that uh, comprises or makes up America or Western civilization, for that matter. Whether that's God, the church, the difference between men and women, uh, the notion of hard work, capitalism... Even the goddamn Boy Scouts, right? Yeah, the family, the family, all the God bomb, apple pie, baseball in America. Yeah. They're even raised baseball now. Different subject, but the they national, are. The national anthem. The like, national anthem. You name it, they want to destroy it. They, they want to tear it down. And they're, they're not into the building, by the way. They're more into the, the, the destruction stuff. But anyway, so this is what they want. And then you, you demonize anyone who does believe in those good things in the process. And then you're surprised when you get chaos. This is exactly what you pushed for, and now you have it, and then you say, "Whoa, look what's happening!" I, I, I'm so, I'm so very surprised. Why isn't, you know, logic and love and, and uh, harmony and progress happening by itself? I, you, I'll tell you why. Because you you abandoned and you destroyed God and America. That's why. Yeah. Okay. And all the things that go with that. Right. Now, Those things took building. And they took maintaining. And you pull out the maintenance, and you refuse to build it anymore, and then you wonder why it collapsed. Yeah. You know, like, last week in Santa Monica was, uh, and you'll probably get into this later, but just in in microcosm, we've talked about Santa Monica before, how it's been a long march for the past 30 years from a small little community based with a lot of churches, a lot of conservative governance, to weirder and weirder and weirder and more specified left-wing agendas on all things, bags, straws, homelessness, you name it, you know, we all have known that. And then last Sunday, it all culminated for all to see in the sum total of its parts in one great act of destruction, which running total now, over 200 businesses were destroyed. Destroyed, I know. Not put out of business, not jobs disappeared because of the coronavirus pandemic shutdown or something. I mean, Utterly destroyed, their business records torched, the the building flooded, the glass broken, the merchandise destroyed. I mean, destroyed. And and they're sitting around saying, how could this have happened? And those of us on our side are like, "You, this was the inevitable result. This is what we said would happen to you eventually. You know what's so funny is that um, on Facebook and otherwise, I had posted this. I posted these things saying, look, what did you expect? Here we are. This is you. This is leftism. This is the inevitable consequence of leftist ideologies. You preach leftist ideologies. You, you t- say America is bad. You, you say it should all be destroyed. And voila, here we are. They're destroying America. And, and you're so surprised. And, and so the pushback I get is, this is very inflammatory. How, how dare you uh, make a distinction? This is not about party politics. How, do you, how, can you, uh, you know, how, how can you make this a matter of partisan uh, discussion? And this is so simplistic. And, and I say to them, I, I call their bullshit on them. I, I, what do you think this is? If you can't make these connections, what's the point of, of talking about anything? The only time they want to make connections if, is if it makes conservatives look bad. 
That's it. And that, how is that not partisan? Of course it right? is. Because the irony, and, and where I think you're, the biggest point of bullshit is this. It's not partisan politics at all. We did not tell the Democrat Party to lose its goddamn mind. Yeah. We want two parties. We understand that if there's no uh, robust Democrat Party, our Republican Conservative Party will lose its way because there'll be exactly. nothing to hold it to account. We, we said it time and time and, again. And so... We yep. we just don't want the Democrat Party to become the Communist Party of chaos and evil, yep. and that's your responsibility to hold it in place. You know, center it, keep it as a center right party with with distinctions and differentiations from the Republican Party. Don't well, be this well, thing that's it's that's not surprising. Evil. It's not surprising when you're talking about a partisan politics like this that one party will want to say that uh, whatever you guys do is evil that we can catch on you. So if if, if somebody Get, is engaged in uh, insider stock trading, or whatever. Who's a Republican? They'll go after him and hard, and they'll say this. This is the way the Republicans are. When they're the ones doing it, they'll say, "Oh, this happens to everyone." It's a, it's a problem of both parties. Uh, in fact, uh, everyone does, and this has nothing to do with politics. But I understand that. I understand that that's what they would do because what what else are they going to do? Anyway, I respond further that you know, of course, AP is definitely left leaning. P.S. So is CNN and the NYT, New York Times. You heard it here first, right? Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Go. I didn't know. Brooke Lurie, out on a limb. Wow. All right. So, and, and I, say, I say, look, this notion that somehow these other groups will be exposed as well uh, as these three uh, conservatives, supposedly. Uh, this is the same media. Now, I, there's no way they're going to expose it. It's something, if they had, and in fact, they do have tremendous amounts of evidence showing that Antifa is behind this. Black Lives Matter. You know why? Because they say so. That's why. Right. And plus the easiest explanation, which is always the true one, is since Antifa is a commie organization that engages in misinformation slash disinformation anyway, why wouldn't Antifa have its own confederates within its ranks posing as conservatives within its ranks? Of course. You know? Look, this is the same. No, no Tea Party conservative who participates in a Tea Party rally that cleans up parks and asks for uh, lower uh, spending yeah. and more freedom would do this. You got to remember, this is, I mean, and I'm not at all confident. In fact, I have zero confidence that they'll somehow expose and show this is Black Lives Matter or do anything that makes Black Lives Matter look like, uh, you know, a less than uh, stellar and pristine organization that they want to claim it to be. Same thing with Antifa and otherwise. Why would they expose it? Why would they ever say, my gosh, there's corruption within Black Lives Matter? My gosh, they're stirring up uh, trouble and my gosh, they're behind these riots. Bullshit. They're no, they'll never say that. Every, they'll they'll yes. be accused of, of racism in Wales. Let me get to another point. Sure. You've got to remember, this is the same media, the same, that pretended there was a collusion with Russia when they had fabricated it all. And they had gone that way for three, no, two years. Two years, and they're still pushing it. Okay? Four if you count 2015. That's true. <laughs> no. This is also the same media that is now protecting Biden from a sexual assault allegation when a, from Tara Reid when a far less credible one consumed our nation for about, what, two months against Kavanaugh, right? It was vicious, and it was a fraud. It was a total fraud. We know it. Right. Do you this remember? This is the same media yeah. that backed the Obama's, uh, Obama administration's claim that the Benghazi riots stemmed from a video. Remember that? Mm hmm. And then a oh, peaceful shit. protest. Yeah. Until and, and some so, bad actors from uh, right wing groups infiltrated that's right. the Muslim <laughs> Brotherhood and, and made them look bad. For work. Oh, my gosh. 
It's it's so funny, and so of course they didn't. You think they'll ever come around and say, you know what, that that video thing was a lie. You know what, we actually just sat on our asses because there was a, an election in 2012, and we didn't want to do anything that might, you know, make us look bad. Of course, that's the reason why. But you think the New York Times was hot to trot on that and to follow up on that? Yeah, Obama had just said Al-Qaeda was dead. We couldn't make them look alive. That would have been bad. Right, exactly right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, this, this notion that, and I was challenged to present, by the way, the Antifa was somehow a part of these riots. Okay, so I said, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, would you be surprised that Antifa would not exploit this uh, and, and be sitting on the sidelines somewhere. I mean, I would be very surprised about it. Of course Antifa is going to be there. Th this is their uh, raison d'etre to cause uh, you know chaos and pandemonium. This is an opportunity for them. Why wouldn't they be involved in this? Are you kidding? Th th no, guys, I'm sorry. This is not the moment. No, we're not going to. No, we have other riots to do, but not this one. Come on. Of course Antifa is behind this. And you know how I know? Because they say so. And because they are. They're right on TV. You know when the TV yeah. shows you Flash all the all peaceful the protesters standing with their hands up in the, uh, the uh, vociferous, uh, you know, finger thing, this, with, you know, uh, hands up, don't shoot. But then right behind are Antifa, black clad in military gear with a backpack on that carries, uh, you know, a lighter and some accelerant. And they're the willing to walk right up to a spewing tear gas canister, pick it up barehanded, and throw it back. Normal people who decide, who've never gotten involved in street protests and who go out one day to stand with George Floyd don't pick up tear gas canisters and toss them back at policemen who might shoot them. All right, let's you move know, on. it doesn't happen. Let's move on. So, uh, anyway, this, this notion that conservatives are, are goading, the conservatives are the ones goading. Or stirring this up as a big fake, you know, like these riots are all a, cons a conservative plot. I mean, and they, and they dare to accuse you of, of believing conspiracies. And that's the amazing thing. You see, it was all a big conspiracy by conservatives right. to, to razzle us up because it will make what? Conservatives look good? You see? I, I see. Yeah. No, guys, so that's, that's your team's thing, my lefty friends. Not ours. Or not ours, okay? It's on examples that I'll throw out from the top of my head just now. Uh, the FISA warrant, right, and the fake dossier. That was totally faked, and that was your team, okay? Jesse Smollett, okay? Now, uh, you know, he did that as an individual. I get that. But come on. He, he had to fake that whole thing. He couldn't find actual uh, right-wingers willing to beat him up. So he had to, he had to pay a couple of black guys to pretend. <laughs> Irony, I right? mean, And it was such an absurd scenario, like it was hardly realistic. You would think this guy who was in entertainment would understand the, how to make things a little bit more believable. But no, okay. He also had to hire guys who were here on H-1B visas because no Americans would do that work. Of course, of course not. So then, uh, then another one, these, these fake conservatives who had posted... Uh, swastikas and pro-Trump signs. Go Trump, you know, swastika. On, on the Notre Dame church, right? And JCCs, right? And bomb threats and such like that. That was faked, right? That's right. Uh, and then these faked conservative attacks of, uh, of a Muslim girls, supposedly this four, you know, white guys who are pro-Trump and yelling at her on a New York subway. And she was just so, ever so intimidated. And there was a lot of uh, brouhaha about that. And of course, that was a fake. Yeah, they, there's the uh, Azusa Pacific University professor mm -hmm. who put, like, a noose on her car and spray-painted swastikas, said it was right-wingers, turned out to be her. 
Right, of you course. Know? I mean, it's like all the time. Two more that I can think of off the top of my head. Fake, uh, this fake pointing to the, to the video in the Benghazi matter, right? It was a total fake. Uh, and, and they just wanted the, the, the narrative to be believed. And do you think our friends at AP would, 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 was, were going or willing or excited to expose the truth on that one? No. We're still waiting. Okay? And then you've got the Fast and Furious. Oh, that's my favorite one. The gun running. Uh, in Mexico, right, the designed specifically to create a, an illusion of mass gun problems, so that there would be more shootings and therefore create more of a sentiment against guns. That was the purpose. I mean, it was madness, and that was the Obama administration. Yeah, and, and a cop, the scandal-free Obama. Right, administration. I was about to throw in the scandal-free yeah, Obama administration because that's the biggest, you know, laugher of them all. Yeah. So you guys, don't, don't talk to us about fake stories because you guys are the ones who do that. That's your, that's your, your, uh, your gig, okay? And you know what? You guys are really good at it. Yeah, I, I have to say, right. really good. Yeah, your new one is hydroxychloroquine is dangerous. You saw those. Uh, yes. Oh, there's God, there's, so there's stories that are hydroxychloroquine is lethal, and a couple days ago they were all debunked yeah. completely. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it's amazing. So they, they pointed to the Lancet study as the study that debunks the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine and the ZPAC thing. And then, and then indeed, the Lancet study gets debunked itself in turn, and it, as it should, because you know it talked to the people who actually survived it and, and used hydroxychloroquine and the, and the combination, the ZPAC combination, and they'll tell you, yeah, that helped me a lot. Thank you, President Trump. Yeah, especially and, that Democrat uh, congresswoman from Michigan, I think. Right, what's it? And then there's a second one. This one's even better. Amy Klobuchar, the salad eater with a comb, <laughs> as a husband who was given hydroxychloroquine, saved his life, and it took her weeks to admit he took it. Right. And then right after admitting he took it to save his life, a couple days later, she's criticizing hydroxychloroquine yet again. Ah, all right, but, but the response to all this on the hydroxychloroquine thing is that, you know, the reason, what, the reason why they got better uh, is only that they appeared to get better, you see. Right. they were getting better anyway, and they just associated it with the hydroxychloroquine because that they happened to take it. Oh, oh like, right. like Trump's economy. That right. was Obama's economy, but Trump just took office as Obama's economy finally recovered. Well, yes, I, but, but, it's, but it's like saying, oh, the reason why, um, why my life is good is because the sun rose from the east. It has nothing to do with you, wow. I mean, right? So, it, yes, it's a correlation, but it's not a causation. And so, therefore, but it happened, you know, not millions, but, but thousands of times over and over again that people take, take this hydroxychloroquine, they get better, the correlation is very strong, but there's no causation. No, no, it's, no, no. It's anecdotal, don't you see? Someone <laughs> told so. me an anecdote that they got better. It's, it's truly a scandal, and they just, they cannot stop until they make Trump uh, look bad and uh, destroy his chances for re-election, or at least that's what the hope is. Look, I think they want, and this is, I'm not really going out on a limb when I say this. I, I think it's kind of obvious. They cannot abide by the notion that Trump will be reelected. That to them is so outlandish, so horrific a proposition that they are willing to do anything. Anything. Up to and including destroy the whole country so there's no country left for him to preside over, That's essentially. I, 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 you know, I used to say on my Sunday show 
what I would do, and, and I still do this, by the way, I, I, I'd say, oh, we're Lurian Seltzer where we believe in the truth. And then I say, for example, and then I change it every week to something else, and I, I try to be straightforward and, and as descriptive about my law firm as possible. And then I, I say, by contrast, that's not what the, the Democrats do, right? So I say, unlike a certain party that's no longer occupying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C., and which party, and here's the kicker, and which party will stop at nothing to hurt this president, okay, and to ruin his re-election chances. And I, I thought, when I said the word nothing, they'll stop at nothing, I thought, okay, you know, maybe I'm exaggerating here. Okay, maybe I'm being a little too, you know, alarmist and extreme in my language. Come on, Barack. I mean, yeah, you know, but you know what? It's radio. It's entertainment to some extent, if you want to say it. Go with it. Okay, they'll stop at nothing. I, you know what I mean. But now, it turns out that I, it's really accurate. I mean, like, really, really accurate. They will stop at nothing. They will stop at, they won't even stop at the deaths of millions of people. Yeah? And we know it. We know it. Because, you know, you know why? Because it's not just a, a belief, you know, I'm not deducing things from a series of facts and look at the way they're destroying things. And No, I'm not, this is not deduction. This is directly from their mouths. Ami Horowitz did a very good Man on the Street uh, show, and he went person after person, you know, lefty after lefty, saying, you know, do you like President Trump or do you d despise him? I despise him. Okay. Okay. Now, once he has that answer, he says, okay, now, what would it take, you know, what, what, how much is too much to make sure that he doesn't get reelected? And they all say, Nothing. Okay, uh, this, this COVID crisis situation and the people who die, um, the more people die, you know, the more people, you know, are likely, are, are li the more people would die, the less likely they are to vote for Trump for re-election. Let's say that that's a, a given. How many people would you be okay with dying in order to make sure that he does not get re-elected? And each of them says the same thing. There's no limit. Yeah, all of them. Millions. Everyone. Yeah, every single one. And they don't say, well, like, uh, I don't know if I'm willing to let, have anyone die, which is, you know, the answer you and I would give. Like, I don't think it, it's cool to, to have even 100 people die. I mean, I, one, one more person, I, I, I can't, how can you put that question to me? These people were very com comfortable saying millions, millions, so that Trump would not be reelected. Okay, I put it to you, Ari, that any person that can say that is a person that would be very happy to commit crimes in order to make sure that Trump doesn't get reelected, not just rioting, but also uh, fraud in the election process. How about being willing to, uh, to murder those who don't vote their way? That's what they're basically saying they're okay with. Well, I, I mean, I, you know I, me. I, I'd say you're being crazy here, but you know, we live in such crazy times that you might be right. You might be right, Ari. It's, it's, or murder is, uh, you know, specific. When you think of murder, you think, of, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to kill my friend or my neighbor, Bobby, because I don't like the way he votes. Uh, but you're talking more about like mass scale, like mass Nazis, scale. Round, yeah. them up, round them up, liquidate them. Yep. And by the way, I think I can prove this over the weekend. We've heard over and over again a certain wording meme and narrative out of the other side, which is, how can you guys complain about property? We're talking about life. 
You've heard that, right? I love your female impersonation. Well, usually dumb women say this. It's, it's very funny. Okay. And those were the men. Yeah. Um, allegedly. <laughs> uh, but part and parcel of the riots, the looting, the arson, etc., have been a lot of people murdered, many of whom live on TV. There was a kid beaten by a group, uh, a mob in Dallas. He died. I saw it. Uh, it's, okay? It, it was so tragic, and, and, and they looked at him like, oh, my God, what, what has happened? Now, a week, they kind of probed him like he's like a dead squirrel or something. Right. Now, we don't know what his uh, voting record was. Most likely from now on he'll be voting Democrat. That's a joke with get irony. It. Get it. But he was murdered for not showing unanimity with the mob's thirst to loot and destroy. And for that, he was murdered. They have arrested no one for his murder. They will not arrest anyone no. for his murder. How is his death any less worse than less George, yeah. George Floyd's? Yep, yep. And, okay. and if, if we were wrong at defending... He, he owns this. He, he, this is his time, and nobody else who might die from that, including that former police commissioner who sought to protect us, or he died in the process. That's right. That his life doesn't matter. So now there's two deaths. That we've right. always he's all, black, by the way, right, too. Right, right. So, and I'm leaving the color of the victims out of this at the moment. That's, that's another... It should uh, be irrelevant, that's another, that's another level of this, that a lot of the people murdered in the aftermath of the Floyd response have been the same color as Floyd, murdered by the actions of the mob. Who say they care about black lives? I, uh, let's leave that aside for the moment. I'm focusing on the single thread here. The point is, in those two, we've now doubled the death rate of George Floyd. My God, that is just a such a horrific story, and I and I I just it, it's hard to wrap your mind around it, right? Because you know, on the one hand, you you kind of you know can see that these people are full of rage and such, but. Do they ever think of the consequences, the possibility that some other life might be there, an innocent life like this child was? Um, so disturbing. Look, um, and one of the things that you may not know is that virtually nobody has been arrested, for arson at least, in, uh, during these riots, at least not in California, Los Angeles. It's, uh, and they... I mean, to say that they ought to be is such an obvious thing to say, but here we are. We live in this time where you have to say, well, you know, maybe some social justice warriors would not, uh, you know, consider that to be a, a, a valid way about uh, justice. But here we are. All right. Look, this is your team's pushing. This meaning your team, I mean, I'm talking about the Democrats now, the party of chaos, the party of destruction. This is what they do, Ari. They know all too well how to create chaos and foment anger and such like that. And then when we point out, hey, this is your team, <laughs> then they get all upset about that. And they actually have this, this claim that, you know, three men from Las Vegas were somehow the ones who who created or stoked uh, more of these riots, uh, and this is the big news, right? I mean, like, we're supposed to believe that crap. Uh, no one's going to believe that. Of course, this is your team, Democrats. This is the product of your ideology. And then you claim to be surprised. You allowed these, you, you claim to be, you know, against these riots. No, you're not. No, you're not. You are very much for these riots. You should take responsibility for these rights, at the very least. You should understand it. 
It's like those people, you know, on, on New Year's Day when they shoot their guns into the air, right, with bullets in the air, and then uh, it lands and it kills somebody. Uh, they don't intend to kill that particular person. Of course, they may not even know that particular person. And then they say, well, that's not my fault. Of course, that's your fault. You created the conditions with your ideology of uh, no responsibility, no accountability, of social justice, that black lives are not only a matter, but they're more important than anybody else. And, and, and you don't have to work hard. And that crime should not be penalized. And that work is something for losers. And capitalism is bad. Socialism is, is good. And that the, the man is taking away your money. And then you're surprised that you have riots. You tell people that looting is not only acceptable, but it's almost a, a glorified movement. That you're doing something good for society by looting. That's the only signal you're sending. You allow these conditions to happen, you leftist fools. You know, as emblematically about this, Ari, there is um, Bill Murray, I don't know if you know about the story, but apparently his son, Bill Murray, the actor from Saturday Night Live, from I think Groundhog Day, from Ghostbusters, and many other you know, famous new, yeah, Caddyshack, that's right. Um, his son was in these riots, and he not only was protesting and not only throwing things and such, he committed arson. And he was arrested for committing arson. He spat on officers while he was in their custody. And while he was in their custody, he yelled out, burn down everything. <laughs> you know, so he was already arrested for, for burning down uh, something as it was. So, I mean, here's the big question of the day. Do you think that Bill, Bill Murray raised his son to be a good conservative? Do you think Bill Murray told his son how great Ronald Reagan was and how limited government and guns are important and how God is important, how America has been a great force for good? Do you think he said any of those things? Of course not. At best, he said nothing. But more likely, he said, we're the party of compassion. We're the party of fairness. Right? That we, and you have white privilege. And capitalism is bad. He said all those things. I guarantee you he said them. And then his son gets arrested for arson. And I wonder if Bill Murray is even surprised. Are you? I, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. You lay this groundwork. You, it's all a, a hot tinderbox. And it's totally dry so to speak, uh, you know, to make that analogy. And, and, and then somebody passes by with a cigarette and whoosh, the whole forest catches fire. And all you need to do was just kind of cut the weeds and turn back the, you know, all, all the brush and such, right? That's, that's why they require residents to do exactly that, here in California at least. Because we know that if you don't do so, then the likelihood of a fire will happen. And here, all these kids, and there really are kids, and, and most of these kids, 92% of them, I don't know if you know this, sorry, 92% of them, at least in Germany, who were writing, yeah, they're writing over here, over there, about what's happening here, you know, go figure. But nevertheless, 92% of the writers, they live with their mommy and daddy. Yeah, yeah, surprise. <laughs>
All right. Anyway, this is the party of destruction. This is the party of hate. They've advanced nothing but hate. And they are the party of chaos. What you are seeing now is the manifestation of this hateful, angry, destructive ideology. That's it. That's what you are seeing. And you know what we say? Thank you, you bastards. The only good thing out of this is we now see, for all to see, all laid bare, the destructive nature of their ideology. And you have got to live with that. Not us. That's on you. I'm Breck Lurie. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.